Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I'm your host, Mark Adams. Thanks so much for joining us, and thank you for, if you wouldn't mind, taking the time to like this video, to subscribe to the channel, and if you're listening somewhere, um, on whether it's uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening, please take a moment to rate, review, and follow the show. Um, that's uh, really good for us, helps us out a lot. So thank you for being part of this. So before I get started, I want to um, remind you that uh, I'm now part of the PSF, Pro Sports Fans um, Network. And so what we're doing there is we're providing a chat, um, a chat room for 49ers fans, but also on, on game day, there's going to be a live chat, live stream. So during the game, you're going to have hosts that are um, kind of talking you through the game. So like if if by chance you're you're not able to watch it, you can come into the chat and listen to what's going on. We're not allowed to do play-by-play, -play, but uh, we can comment on the game to give you at least a, an idea of what's going on and some commentary on it. There's also live stats that's going to be part of it. So it's going to be a pretty cool thing. And there's also during the week um, live uh, live streams uh, that, that are going to take place. So it's going to be a really cool community for 49ers fans. So um, if you would go check that out, it, it, wherever, I, I think that it's, it's, it's definitely on Apple. I, I think that uh, Android is supposed to be out any day. And I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but they're running into some snags there, but here very soon, it's going to be on Android, but go to your, um, your, um, uh, app store and, uh, and download the PSF app it stands for pro sports fans because I think that it's going to be cool and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So we're checking in today on uh, what's going on in 49ers news. Um, was reading earlier that uh, Ray Ray McLeod, uh, these are players who were cleared to play on Sunday. That's Ray Ray McLeod, Talanoa Hufanga, Oren Burks, Tashawn Gibson, Jordan Mason, Jake Moody, and of course Nick Bosa. So those players are definitely going to play on Sunday, or at least they've been cleared to play, so it's looking good. Uh, questionable for the game, George Kittle and Charvarius Ward. I would expect both to play, uh, so hopefully they'll be fine uh, and be able to play. Jake Moody, Matt Barrows, said that uh, he tweeted that Shanahan said Jake Moody has looked good this week, and he's not listed on the injury report, so... Um, that is, uh, that is good news. It's, it's a possibility that it's going to rain in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Uh, we talked about that uh, last night, um, when we spoke, uh, with, uh, with our friend Adam, who is a Steelers fan and lives out that way. And I requested no rain, but, uh, he said that he couldn't help me out with that. So that's kind of disappointing that he can't do that. But anyway, Wanted to jump into the 49ers web zone mailbag and answer some of the questions that were asked by 49ers fans this week. So let's jump in and see what we have. So the first question is from Mateo. What are the QB coaches doing to reduce the number of picks and drop picks Brock threw last season and in this preseason? So yes, last season, Brock Purdy did throw a handful of balls that probably should have been picked off. 
some of those took place in in the postseason, and some of them, yes, if they would have been picked off, perhaps could have changed the outcome of the game. That definitely needs to be cleaned up, but that's what young quarterbacks do. They make bad decisions. They throw balls where they're where they shouldn't be throwing them, or they don't see uh, a, a safety or a linebacker or somebody like that. And so Brock Purdy's no different. Jimmy Garoppolo did this, and he wasn't a young player. Trey Lance did this, and he was a young player who needed development. And Brock Purdy did it as well. He's a young player who's still developing. So that's going to happen. So what are the quarterback coaches doing? I think they're just using these as teachable moments. I think that when they see these kinds of things happen, they're getting with the quarterback and asking, all right, what did you see? What was it that made you make the decision to throw the ball there? And once they have an understanding of what the quarterback's seeing, then they can kind of start to teach or or unteach some things uh, that uh, that might prevent them from making that mistake again. The good news is that Brock Purdy is really sharp, especially for his age. He's He, he seems like a more experienced quarterback. So I think that he's the kind of guy who isn't going to make the same mistakes over and over again. We, we saw that Jimmy Garoppolo would do that. And I, I don't want to put him down because I, I respect Garoppolo, but uh, he made a lot of the same mistakes over and over again. I don't see Brock Purdy being the type that's going to keep making the same mistakes. So, uh, you know, there, there are things that he's going to have to clean up. Uh, some of his reads need to be improved. The, one of the things that I, I want him to stop doing is that thing where he kind of leaves the pocket and, and turns backwards and runs to his left. Uh, that is that is so dangerous and, and could get him hurt, could cause a fumble. Uh, there's all kinds of bad things that can happen when you turn to your right and go back to your left. Um, you're just you're you're blind to some of the things that are going on around you. So I'd like to see him stop doing that. But yeah, I think that whether it's in the film room or just coaching, um, whether it's on the sideline or in the classroom or whatever, being able to, to cut those things up and say, okay, what did you see here? What made you make this decision? Why did you go there with the ball? Why didn't you go here? I think that those things are, are some of the things that we're going to see that, uh, that the coaches will do to help him get to the point where he's not making those uh, same mistakes. But again, all young quarterbacks do it. Uh, I mean, we, we see quarterbacks all the time making mistakes, so it's not just a Brock Purdy thing. Um, Scott asks, what are your realistic expectations for Purdy this year? Should I feel confident buying a jersey yet? Well, I, I kind of hit on this already. I think that he's going to keep improving. He's going to gain experience. He's going to keep learning, and I think that he's just going to keep getting better. Now, is it a realistic expectation to say he's going to make the Pro Bowl? Maybe. I don't I don't know. Is it a realistic expectation to say that he's going to throw for 40 touchdowns and 4,000 yards? I don't know how realistic that is. It could happen, but um, I, I would say probably not. Um, I mean, we look at what he did last year, and sure, things, uh, the offense really picked up, but his numbers weren't that much better than than what Jimmy Garoppolo was doing. They were very similar. So is he going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback? I don't know about that. So I, I, I think that he's I, I think he's going to be a little Garoppolo-like in that he's going to be a winner, 
And that's what matters most. He may not be a pro bowler. He may not be the all pro type that, uh, that we all were hoping that Trey Lance would become someday. But uh, as long as he keeps winning, that's the most important thing. Um, defenses are going to adjust to him, especially this year. I think we're going to see on Sunday, Pittsburgh is probably going to throw some things at Purdy that he hasn't yet seen. But I think that Kyle Shanahan's going to adjust to that. I think that Purdy will adjust to it. Um, and, and he's going to learn from it. So I would say it's safe to go ahead and buy that Brock Purdy number 13 jersey. The only thing that would keep me from doing that is that this Kirk Cousins thing just refuses to die. So so go at your own risk. <laughs> um, Jose asked, what is going to cost us more games this year? Wilkes, sick love for calling too many blitzes with our suspect secondary, or Kyle trusting Jake Moody way too often in the red zone instead of being more aggressive in his calls to get more touchdowns. Well, first off, I didn't know that Steve Wilkes had a sick love for calling too many blitzes. Um, maybe maybe he does. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard that. Uh, I do think that he's going to blitz more than his predecessors, but I don't think he's going to go nuts with it. I don't think that he's going to go Buddy Ryan, you know, and, and start bringing pressure on every play. I mean, I, I didn't we all think that D'Amico Ryans was going to be more aggressive? I, I think that he said that. Some of his players said that. And so we all kind of expected D'Amico to, to be more aggressive. And he really wasn't. He was more like Robert Sala. He didn't bring a lot of uh, blitzing packages uh, to the table. And so he he just relied on his front to get that kind of pressure and have help in the back end. I mean, yeah, I think that Fred Warner, if he comes on a blitz, he's going to be really good at it. Dre Greenlaw, he's going to be really good blitzing. But both are really good in coverage as well. So if you bring pressure with somebody like Warner or somebody like Greenlaw, you're losing what they provide in uh, in, in the in the passing game as, as far as in coverage. Um, and in the same way, if you bring uh, a safety or a corner, you're losing some of that help on the back end. So it's risky, and I'm sure Steve Wilkes knows the risks. And so, yeah, he's going to blitz, but I don't think he's going to go blitz crazy. Um, so I wouldn't say that he has a sick love for blitzing. And, and so Jose also called uh, the 49ers secondary suspect. And, and so I don't know that I would call them suspect. I think that the 49ers secondary is pretty good. Um, I, I do have concerns about the depth. So if Charvarius Ward or Diamador Lenore go down, um, that, that makes me a little nervous, but, uh, but really I, I think that the secondary is pretty good. So, so I'm going to say what costs his question was, what's going to cost the 49ers more games, the, uh, uh, Steve Wilkes blitzing with the secondary, um, maybe not being as good, uh, according to Jose or, uh, Jake Moody. And I'm going to say Jake Moody because he's a rookie kicker and rookies don't do well in their rookie season as cook as kickers. So I think that that's going to be the hard thing. It's just the difference between college kicking, even, even though he played at Michigan, the difference between kicking at Michigan 
and kicking in the NFL is just huge. The pressure is is immense. You're not playing with college players. Um, you're not playing. You know, some of some of them are still teenagers. You're, you're playing with grown men that are being paid a lot of money, and and there's just so much riding on this. So I think that uh, the pressure is inevitable. It's going to get to Jake Moody at least at least a couple of times in the season. So um, that's that's my uh, that's my my two cents on that. Cosmo, what's up? Cosmo asks who plays third linebacker. Graham, actually, I th- I thought that initially I thought that it was going to be um, I. Gosh, I don't even remember who who I thought that it was going to be. Um, I didn't I didn't think that it would be Oren Burks, but right now I think that it might be. It's going to be interesting to see who lines up at uh, at that third linebacker. I don't think it's going to be Graham. I think that uh, both of the rookie linebackers are probably going to start off on the uh, 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 special teams if they're both um, dressed uh, for for game day. Um, let's see. Josh says Demetrius Flanagan fouls most likely. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I think that Oren Burks is the one that they like. I, um, gosh, dog it. Who, who was it that I said? Oh, I thought it was going to be Marcelino McCrary ball, but obviously he didn't make the team, um, or he didn't make the initial cut. So, um, I, so obviously it's not going to be a Mercury ball. I was wrong with that. Uh, Cause I think that I, I think, I think I thought that it was going to be Marcelino Mercury ball to start the season. Um, and then I thought maybe D winners would take over by the end of the season. And I said this before uh, training camp. So um, yeah, Burks is hurt, but he was, uh, according to, let me see who said this, according to Matt Mayoko, he was cleared to play. So, um, Mayoko reported that just about 53 minutes ago. So, uh, if, if Burks is hurt, then yeah, I, I would say probably DFF, but, uh, if, if Burks is good to go, then I think he's probably going to be the one. So. Uh, next question comes from Nick. More likely scenario, Bosa signs, which he obviously did, and he made it official. He signed on the dotted line today, which leads to an Ayuk trade in the offseason or Bosa signs and the Niners move on from a veteran with a big cap hit like Armstead or Debo. Well, as we know, Nick Bosa um, today signed his contract uh, making it official. He's the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. And so with that comes some ramif- some ramifications. With that, with those ramifications, there are going to be things like if, if you have Bosa making quarterback money, elite quarterback money, then you're not going to be able to pay everybody. And so I would say that we probably won't see the bloodbath begin next this next offseason maybe the maybe the offseason after that so the question is are they going to be able to keep Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel both i i think that they'll be able to and so i think that if if they whether they start at next offseason or the offseason after that 
I think that Eric Armstead is going to be, I, I would think that he's probably going to be the big, the, the first big cap casualty. Um, and, and some of this depends on Trent Williams. If, if, if Williams retires after this season or he retires after the next season, then that's going to be a big contract that comes off the books. But uh, if Williams plays another four years or so, which I kind of doubt that he will, but uh, you know, who's, who knows what, uh, what uh, Trent Williams is going to do. He kind of hinted that he might, um, he might retire at the end of last year, but uh, you know, he, I, I, I don't know. I, who knows at, at the end of a season, a guy's struggling, man, he's hurting. He's bummed, you know, that his team just lost. So, so who knows, but so I think that uh, Eric Armstead could be somebody that they move on from. It's possible that Kyle Juszczyk is somebody they move on from. George Kittle, I think, is another possibility. I mean, Kittle's already hurt, and so that's uh, that's a concern. But would they move on from Debo? Would they would they sign? Because next offseason, I think, might be the contract offseason for Brandon Ayuk. And so to me, if if I'm having to choose between Ayuk and Debo Samuel, that's a hard, hard decision. But I just think that Ayuk is close to becoming an elite receiver. Debo Samuel's already an elite weapon, but man, the thing is, he just he plays with such violence that I just I worry about him. So so yeah, I think that probably health and performance is going to determine how this comes out. But yeah, there's there are going to be some losses uh, that uh, that are going to take place uh, as a result of that. So Josh said, uh, oh, "Okay, then it's uh, Burks for sure." Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with that. That if Warren Burks is healthy, he's going to be the one. Um, also said Ayuk is going nowhere. That's that, I, man, I I agree with that. I I really think that they need to keep him. Cosmo said elite quarterback money is up to two seventy five. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, fifty mil a year. Sheesh. I mean, yeah. Look at what Joe Burrow just got. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, thirty four million a year, which is what Bosa's getting, is probably not elite quarterback, but it still is really good quarterback money. And, uh, and so when you pay a quarterback that much, or in this case, a defensive edge player, uh, you're just not going to be able to pay everybody else. And Cosmo said, I prefer BA over Debo now that McCaffrey is here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like having Debo and McCaffrey both because they're the way they both play. They're such great weapons but they're also prone to injury because of the way they play. And, and just that combination of running the ball, um, being physical, uh, you know, what they do out of the backfield, you know, those bubble screens that Debo catches. I mean, he catches those and there's a crowd of people right there immediately. And then he just kind of bulls his way forward. And so those kind of plays uh, make me nervous, but I just think Brandon Ayuk is so good. And this year, if the offensive line gives Brock Purdy time, I'm not talking just in Pittsburgh. I'm talking the the season. If they give Brock Purdy plenty of time, I think that we're going to see huge things from Brandon Ayuk. 
So uh, let's see. Carps asked, the front office bungled the entire Lance situation. Why isn't there a deal in place with Bosa with less than a week until the opener? So obviously this, this uh, question is a little late. So what happened is I released this mailbag for 49ers web zone on Wednesday morning, I think. And then probably less than an hour away or an hour after that Bosa uh, it was announced that the 49ers and Bosa had agreed to this contract. So um, maybe, maybe like I was the good luck charm there. I mean, I'm I'm going to take credit for it. I'm going to say that it's because I put out the uh, the mailbag, but uh, even though I don't, I don't really believe that. I'm going to say it anyway. So, so some of these questions are are pre Bosa announcement, and I still left this one in here. Um, just because I wanted to quickly address the um, the the question, you know, where he said that the 49ers bungled the entire Trey Lance situation. Yeah, I I I agree. They they did kind of mess that up. I I don't like the way they handled it. Um, you know, forget about the draft picks and picking a player that uh, you weren't willing to wait on. Um, you know, it, I mean, how how crazy would it look? right now if they would have stayed in place and drafted Micah Parsons. I mean that that would be crazy, but you can't you can't look back at those kinds of things. I mean, what do they say hindsight's 2020? 20, 20. And so probably what they did, I I I still wish they would have kept Trey Lance just to see if he could start to develop um maybe a little bit more than than he has. Um, but if they felt like they needed to move on from him, I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't like how it went down, but they're probably in a situation like this. It's probably not, uh, an easy way to do it. I mean, it's like I've, I've had to, I've had to let people go before, you know, basically fire people. And that's very unpleasant. It, it sucks, you know, to, to have to do it. And there's just no way you can do it in in the most professional way. You can do it in the nicest way, and it still is going to be hurtful to to that person. And uh, and there's a good chance that they're going to hate you, and and people are going to criticize you. And so, I I don't want to be too hard on the 49ers. I don't like the way they handled it, um, especially Kyle and John. And mainly, it's it's centered around how they said one thing. And then like the next day went back on that traded tray and, um, and then really didn't have any response to it. And, uh, and Fred Warner had to get up and uh, Javon Hargrave had to, re- had to get up and talk about it. So th- those are the parts where I had an issue. So I do kind of feel like they bungled this, this uh, contract situation a little bit with Bosa. Now, some of it is on Bosa. It's not all on the 49ers. Just because he held out longer than we thought doesn't mean it's entirely on them. It's on him as well. Um, so, it, but the question is, is this going to have a negative effect on the team? And I think that right now, no, unless there's a soft tissue injury or, or for some reason, Bosa, because he held out, um, isn't able to play as much this season, then it's a disaster. But I don't know that that's, that's going to happen. I mean, the guy in 2019, he, he didn't 
practice for the first time until the Wednesday before his first NFL game. And he still went out, had what a a sack and maybe two or three quarterback hits. So, so he's very capable of, uh, of coming in and playing well. I think that he is going to be on a a limited snap count. I I don't think that he's going to be out there every single play. He could, he could surprise us, but hopefully he's healthy because there's no Super Bowl without Nick Bosa. And in a season where you're expecting to be one of the favorites, you want to make sure you have all your guys like that. But, you know, it is kind of crazy to think that when you look at the Bosa holdout and then how the Trey Lance thing went, there was just this this vibe, this feeling like uh, before Wednesday when it was announced that Bosa and the 49ers had agreed to this contract, there was a lot of negativity from the press, from the fans, um, not just local press, but even national press. And so there were people who were kind of um, bailing on the 49ers a little bit um, just because it was like a bad off season. You, you had Jed York uh, back in what was, I, I think, early August that had this uh, this thing come up, the, the legal issues come up with him. And so it wasn't the best August for the 49ers. And uh, and so Kyle and John, I think, were on the verge if the Bosa thing blew up and they had to trade him or he didn't show up and, and he was out for half a season or whatever. They were on the verge of really having their seats starting to get warm. But at the same time, they might win the Super Bowl. And so it's just crazy how, how this league is. Randy Daytona says, what's up? Peace. Hey, thanks for joining me, Randy. All right, next question. Do we have, this is from Deb. Do we have a kicker? Yes, Jake Moody is going to play. Um, He has, uh, I think I read this earlier in in the show. I think that Matt Barrows, yeah, Matt Barrows said that Kyle Shanahan said that Jake Moody has looked good this week. He's not listed on the injury report. So I think that that's really good news. The question is going to be, will Jake Moody handle kickoffs? Or is he just going to be doing, you know, field goals, PATs, or is he going to be doing everything? Um, What we do know is that whenever Mitch Wisnowski has to handle kickoffs, which he has done in the past uh, for Robbie Gold, he doesn't punt near as well. And so if Jake Moody's healthy enough to handle kickoffs, then I hope that he can do it. But if if it's like questionable that he could possibly get hurt um, doing this, then then yeah, I I, I wouldn't want to see him uh, potentially make this injury worse. But he's not even listed on the injury report, so that's really good news. Niner Jim asks, where does the pass rush come from? Uh, with uh, without Nick Bosa there now again, this was before uh, this question was asked before Bosa. Um, had agreed to the uh, the contract. But I, I again, I left it in here because I don't know how, how often Bosa is going to play or how much he's going to play in this game. So, so I think it's still a valid question because even with Nick Bosa, where's the pass rush going to come? We know that it's going to come from Bosa. We know that Javon Hargrave was a pass rush machine in Philly. Is he going to be that way in San Francisco? Kind of think that he will be. And so 
I think that Eric Armstead has to step up. He needs to have a big year. Um, but I think that beyond that, the the other edge rushers really have to step up this uh, in this game. So Drake Jackson, Austin Bryant, Cleland Furl, they've got to they've got to step up. And then if Wilkes does send blitzers, they've got to get home. They've they've got to make the the Steelers pay. They've got to make those blitzes uh, pay off and and not let anything get behind them. You know, to me, the biggest concern for me is that they bring a, a blitzer and uh, and the Steelers throw it over the top and George Pickens catches some ball and and runs a long way with it to score. I I'm not uh, I'm not excited about that. And so I but I I, I do think that. I think that Wilkes is going to bring some early pressure. And I talked about this a couple of days ago that if you can get a lot of heat on a lot of early heat on a young quarterback, then you can make that quarterback make mistakes. And so I think that the 49ers are going to want to pressure the quarterback um, right off the bat. Uh, I, I think that it's, they're going to want to pressure him early and often in this game, especially at the beginning. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to bring some pressure but uh, whoever, whoever, whether they're blitzing or whether their job is to uh, to rush the quarterback, they're going to have to get home. They can't rely on Nick Bosa to do everything um, like last last year. What's up, Bryant? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hopping in here. And hey, again, while while we're at it, y'all go check out the PSF app. It's pro, it stands for Pro Sports Fans. Um, you can jump in there. We've really been pushing this to build up that chat room uh, of 49ers fans because it's going to be a lot of fun, especially on game day. Uh, we're going to have chats going on. We're going to be live, like have a couple of hosts that are actually doing like a, a live stream during that time. And with the chat, you know, where you can kind of talk back and forth and we can even, so like if Bryant decides that he wants to come into the, to the live stream, then, uh, then he can let us know that, and we can actually bring him in to the stream, and so he can be on camera and talking with us and everything, and so that's that's pretty cool. And it also has live game stats. Um, so uh, if if you're watching the game, but uh, but you want to know stat wise what's going on, it's going to be right there for you without leaving the app. Or if you're in a situation where you're out somewhere and you're not able to watch the game. You can you can get onto the uh, the app, and, uh, and and while we can't do play by play, we can at least let you know what's going on. And so, um, if you're in, like me, I live out of market, so there have been times uh, in years past that uh, I couldn't, I didn't have access to the game, and uh, probably I think there was even a time last year uh, that I, I didn't have access to uh, to the game. So I. Uh, I was like following on NFL.com or something like that. I don't even remember, but, uh, but yeah, go check that out because it's going to be a really cool, um, thing. So, all right. Next question is from the grievance. He asked how far away is Kittle? Well, George Kittle has practiced this week. Um, right now he's questionable for the game on Sunday. I would expect that Kittle will play. But uh, he is listed as questionable. So um, my concern with George Kittle 
is that this seems to happen a lot with him. He's already hurt, and they haven't even started the season yet. The same thing happened last year when uh, when Kittle was uh, he missed that first game, the game in Chicago. And so, man, I, I hope that the guy can get uh, can get healthy and stay healthy. But he's just he's like Debo; he just plays with such physicality that he, he just has a lot more nicks and bruises and bumps and all that crap that uh that we don't like to see but uh but yeah cosmo says going mckivitt's going against watt right out of the gate matchup to watch that is the number one matchup so last uh last night i had uh had my friend adam on uh who's a steelers fan and lives uh out in pennsylvania and he said that his his biggest thing that he wants to watch is that the uh, the Steelers have a uh, rookie corner, and he didn't know if it was going to be Debo or Ayuk, um, but he thought that that was going to be be a, be a big one to watch because if it's Ayuk, then he's going to be able to to most likely make the kid look look bad, and and if it's Debo, he's he's going to run people over. So uh, so Adam thought that that was going to be a big one to watch, but to me, I I am with Cosmo here. McKivitz against TJ Watt is the biggest matchup because uh, the Steelers have um, Highsmith who plays on the other side. Um, he's going to be going against Trent Williams. I'm not too worried, even though Highsmith's really good. I'm not too worried about uh, Trent Williams. And so um, I think that uh, Cameron Hayward he plays on the right side as well. So that's going to be Spencer Burford territory. And so that's a little bit concerning because he's, this is a pro bowler, uh, pro bowl defensive tackle that, uh, that now um, uh, a second year guy who was, who, who started last year, but remember Brunskill would come in and play a lot uh, for Burford. So now he's the full-time starter and, and right out of the gate, he gets uh one of the best defensive tackles in the league. So um, Randy asked, Trent has to reg- to regress at some point. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, age, age is undefeated. And so there's going to come a point where he does start to regress. I hope that it's after he retires, but who knows that this could be the year. And, and so hopefully, Hopefully, if he does regress, it's not this Sunday because, um, man, if, uh, against against guys like uh, what was I think that I had? Um, uh, let me see what this uh, what Highsmith had. Uh, I I had this written down. What how many sacks he had? If somebody sees that, you can jump in and and tell me. But. Uh, uh man, where did I have this? Uh, but anyway, he had he he was well into double digit sacks last year, and so they have they have a really good pass rush. Rob says no. That's I'm guessing that's the question to Randy uh, asking if uh, if Trent Williams is going to decline. That swing will become way more important soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the Randy's talking about the swing tackle. Um, gosh, 
And right now, man, like who's, who's it going to be? Um, I know that we have, uh, have some, some candidates there, but none of them make me, uh, make me very excited. So, uh, Cosmo said smash mouth football this Sunday. Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be, man, it's going to be tough. I just, gosh, I don't really know. I, I think, uh, I think this is going to be a hard one for the 49ers to win for sure. Miguel asks, how is the defense looking under the new defensive coordinator? Well, it's hard to tell at this point because it's been preseason and the starters haven't played that much. Nick Bosa wasn't even there. It was training camp. And obviously you, you don't know what's going to happen uh, in, in situations like that. Cause they're playing against their teammates. And, and so I, the, from everything that, that we've heard, the defense looks good, but again, it's training camp. It's preseason. It's hard to know. The same guys are still there. Some of the depth has gone. And so I think from a starting standpoint, they're probably better than they were a year ago because now they've added Javon Hargrave. Uh, so now Javon Kinlaw, who was a starter last year, is now a backup. So I think that that makes them better right out of the gate as a starting unit. But if people start getting hurt, and they will, then it, it becomes concerning because the depth just isn't there. They lost a lot of those key um, swing guys last year, those rotational pieces. And so it's hard to lose guys like that and still be as good of a defense as they have been. So I think that this is going to be a, a, a good uh, teaching point or learning point for us on Sunday. Where, where's the 49ers defense at? Because this is an offense that can be explosive and they're going to be at home, uh, the Steelers. And so this is this is a difficult cha uh, challenge for the 49ers. Not only can the Steelers run the ball, they have a young quarterback that's played well. They have a good trio of wide receivers, a solid tight end, um, a running back who can hurt you in the passing game. This uh, this offense is no joke. And so it's going to be a good test for the 49ers defense. I still expect it to be a defensive battle. Um, these these two defenses are really good. And, uh, and so I think we're going to, we're going to learn a lot on Sunday at Pittsburgh against a good offense. Um, if they come out of that and they haven't really, they haven't been run all over and thrown all over, then, uh, we should be encouraged. Uh, last questions from Mateo. Do the 49ers quarterback coaches actually coach the quarterbacks? Well, obviously they do. Um, now if you're talking coaching mechanics, footwork, mind issues, then no, they just don't have time for that with the new collective bargaining uh, agreement. They, they just, they, they, they don't have that, those opportunities to, to be with the players in the off season. And that's why we see so many players go into quarterback gurus. I mean, even Tom Brady did that. And so the reason is because like, like for Brian Greasy, he doesn't have time to work to work with Trey Lance on footwork or work with Brock Purdy on um you know the the little things and so they're focused more on on their plays on game plans on film you know and what do you see in here those kinds of things so 
if that's what you're talking about, then then no, they just they just don't have time to to work on mechanical type things. Um, but if you're talking like, do they just work on them in general? And I don't know, Mateo may be down on the quarterback coaches, and maybe that's why he's asking um, about this. But I I I think that Brian Greasy has been a good quarterbacks coach for the 49ers so far. He's only had one season. He's in entering his second season, but uh, what he did last year with Brock Purdy, I mean, you can't uh, you can't say anything bad about that. So, um, so yeah, um, Rob said, I hate that uh, we play in a game game one at 10 a.m. Yeah, for me, it's because uh, I'm in the Chicago area, so for me, it's noon. Um, but uh, yeah, those those early games stink uh, especially for these west coast teams and randy's not not a fan of 10 a.m games yeah i i mean that means that means y'all gotta get up early um rob said i'm <laughs> i'm out of practice getting drunk that early yeah well i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll find your way back in in the swing of things but uh well, that's all that I have for today. Um, good discussion with some of these questions and good discussion here in the chat. Appreciate you joining me. Make sure that you like uh, the, the show. Make sure you like the video and uh, subscribe to the 49ers Camelot show. And while you're at it, go check out the uh, PSF app and join that 49ers chat room. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's have fun with, uh, with this game. Go Niners. We've got to beat those Steelers and uh, come come out of that one one and oh.